And good morning, good afternoon, good evening, ladies and gents. This is a podcast signed over from Orlando, Florida, on this awesome international podcast, Good Wine and Great Laughs, Season 3, Episode Number 10. And today's topic is... The only way that R. Kelly will be out of jail will be if he can finally fly. <laughs> We will know shortly what type of wine I am drinking. So, ladies and gents, let's get this party started. Let's go! Alright, ladies and gents, once again, this is your boy Cassandover from Orlandito on this awesome international podcast, Good Wine and Great Laughs, Season 3, Episode Number 10. And once again, the topic is, the only way that R. Kelly will be out of jail will be if he can finally fly. And today is Saturday, October 9th, 2021. And the weather here in the city, beautiful, will be with the showers earlier than scattered thunderstorms developing later in the day. The highs of 85 and lowest of 71. Ladies and gentlemen, before I jump right on the topic, I will let you know about the wine of the day here at Casa Casa Nova. And I brought this wine again, probably heard me before about this wine, but I have to bring this wine back because this is one of my favorites and today is a special day. Today on October 9th, 2021, it is my birthday! And I have this awesome as a yellowtail, the name of this wine is Jamie, Jamie Red Rue. And the wine is from Australia, and it says right here on the label, there's a sweet and vibrant with notes of juicy red berries, vanilla, and chocolate. The Cassilla or Cassilla family has been crafting wine for generations. The same family traditions and passion carry today through Yellowtail. Great tasting Australian wine that brings a smile to everyone's lips. And definitely, ladies and gents, this wine is very, very good. It has a hint, a finish. Let me pour right here in a glass. Hold on, partner, because you're going to do this the right way with this delicious, delicious wine. Ladies and gents, this wine, and for those people, that are not into red wine because they don't like the aftertaste. It's a very smooth red wine and it does have a very 
smooth sweetness at the end. It's not super sweet. Don't think about it. it's going to be something like a Moscato, but it's a transition of people that do not like red wine because, like I say, the taste such as a Merlot, a Malbec, that you don't, you're not about that life like I am, but it's a very, <coughs> excuse me, Woo. it's a very, very nice red wine. Trust, believe me, you're going to like it. And this wine is, you can buy this bottle of wine for less than $10 at your local Walmart. Or you can go to the stores, but you can find them definitely on your local Walmart. And you're going to find this delicious thing. This delicious red wine. So, ladies and gents, let's go right on it. Jump on it. Let's jump on it. The top of the day. And I'm going to pause real quick with my background music because I want you guys to listen to this video. There was a press conference from the lawyers after the verdict on the R. Kelly situation. So give me a second read real quick. All right, let's go to this video right here. Today, R. Kelly has been convicted of very serious federal crimes. Mr. Kelly, who once described himself as a, quote, genius, end quote, to one of my clients who testified, is nothing but a convicted felon. Today's guilty verdict forever brands R. Kelly as a predator who used his fame and fortune to prey on the young, the vulnerable, and the voiceless for his own sexual gratification. Today's verdict brings an end to Robert Kelly's decade-long reign of terror over many vulnerable girls, boys, and young women. With this verdict, it is my sincere hope that it will also begin the healing process for these brave survivors. I have been practicing law for 47 years. During this time, I have pursued many sexual predators who have committed crimes against women and children. Of all the predators that I have pursued, however, Mr. Kelly is the worst. He used the power of his celebrity to recruit vulnerable, underage girls for the purpose of sexually abusing them. These were not May-October relationships, which is what his defense attorney wanted the jury to believe. These were crimes against children and some adults. To the victims in this case, your voices were heard and justice was finally served. No one deserves what they experienced at his hands or the threats and harassment they faced in telling the truth about what happened to them. Mr. Kelly once said, I'm no angel, but I'm no monster either. I wholeheartedly disagree with that. Today, a jury of Mr. Kelly's peers confirmed what these courageous victims have known for far too long. Mr. Kelly is a prolific serial predator. All right, ladies and gents, as you heard, these are the press conference that was, that was happened right after the verdict 
And this was the one somebody the investigations, the investigators from the Homeland Security that was in, in this case. And the lady, uh, the lawyer, last name is Alred. This lady has many, many cases of sexual harassment for, through her career. She's a well-known lawyer and the situation, and she definitely nailed R. Kelly to the ground. So, I found this article, like I say, uh, this is on the NBC News website, and this article that I found, the first article for this first blog, is titled, R&B singer R. Kelly found guilty in sex trafficking case, just justice came way too late. He took dec decades to listen to his accuser, proving people will ignore the humanity of other human beings if it is if it gets in the way of their playlist. This article was written by Michelle Arsenault. And Michelle is the author of I Can Date Jesus, Love, Sex, Family, Race, and Other Reasons. I have put in my faith in Beyonce. And that's the book's name. And the article goes as, and I quote, I was raised not to revel, to reveal, and the misfortune misfortune of others, but I can think of a better reason to make an exception to the rule that in the case of the R&B icon R. Kelly, on Monday, a federal jury of seven men and five women finally offered his accusers something that has evaded them since 1990s a semblance of justice. Kelly was found guilty in, on one county of racketeering and eight counts of violating the Man Act, a law to curb sex trafficking that bars transporting people across state lines for any immoral purpose. The verdict arrived on the second day of the jury deliberations and six weeks of testimony from over 45 witnesses. With their testimony, prosecutors convinced the jury that through an entourage of managers and aides, Kelly maintained what amounted to a criminal enterprise that helped him sexually abuse and control minors. During the trial, a woman testified that Kelly compelled her to have an abortion that, and that Kelly told her he married the singer Aaliyah in 1994 when she was 15 so she could have an abortion with his legal consent. She also said that she was forced into sexual encounters with other women and was unable to leave the room without Kelly's permission. Another witness said Kelly normally gave her herpes. Audio presented by prosecutor featured Kelly violating, violently threatening his victims. The singer 
who will be sentenced on May 4th. I guess next year could have faced decades of prison with his conviction. Kelly also faced federal charges of sexual assault and abuse in Illinois. Kelly denies those charges. Considering this is someone who referred to himself the Pied Piper of R&B. And I am re relieved that R. Kelly is most likely going to remain in prison for what increasingly looks like the rest of his life. But even as surreal, surreal as it feels to find R. Kelly now a convicted felon, I can't get over how long it took. It was fairly evident that Kelly and his legal team didn't take these allegations seriously. His defense attorney, Devereaux Kanick, compared him to Martin Luther King Jr., the audacity, and talked of Kelly's relationship flippantly as older men, somewhat younger women, some people just like it that way, unquote. His neighbor, neighbors also didn't see concern, didn't seem concerned with the true nature of his crimes. One former police officer who worked for the singer testified that he never saw Kelly with underage girls and then proceeded to directly contradict himself, referring to them as little friends. Just one example of court testimony against Kelly showing that his fortune allowed him to effectively buy the rights to violate young girls. Until Monday, they had reasons to be dismissive. For two decades, black women and girls have tried to stress to the masses that he was a predator. Audiences have been plenty of reasons to believe them, but by and large opt not to. Proving people will ignore the humanity of others, be human beings, if it gets in the way of their playlist. It, was, it wasn't just his listeners, people who knew better, who had swable fans of their own, did nothing. He continued to collaborate with pop stars like Lady Gaga and score radio hits well into the 2010s. Much of the media, no matter what corner you turn, didn't offer help either. Some of us certainly tried individually through the years, but it was enough. And there definitely were enough men. It was, if not for the enduring bravery of Kelly's accusers, along with producers such as Dream Hampton and other who worked on the series and industry shifting docu-series Surviving R. Kelly, I'm not convinced anything at all would have happened. 
It was after the documentary that prosecutors in New York and Chicago began to investigate Kelly. The same goes for activists such as Kenneth Tisha Barnes and Oronike Odeleye, who started Mute R. Kelly, hashtag Mute R. Kelly, which pushed people to let go a bad man no matter how great they find his material. As I mentioned in my interview in the Surviving R. Kelly series, it can be painfully difficult, not to mention lonely, lonely, not mention lonely, to get people to care about black women and girls. Much as I want R. Kelly to pay for what he did, I also want those who did nothing to hold him accountable to stop being useless. I suppose there might be a nicer way to put that, but why means words when it comes to garbage human beings? Yes, it does now feel like an entirely different word from the one that acquired R. Kelly 13 years ago. Acquitted, not acquired, sorry about that. It says right, different word that one that acquitted R. Kelly 13 years ago in a separate trial, and that gives me hope that can and will be done. But some of us knew R. Kelly was wrong and recognized that we needed to do better, not because it was no longer socially acceptable, but because it was right, the right thing to do. We have to learn that we must stop giving celebrities predators more time to pray simply because we enjoy what they produce. If that sentiment fails to register with us, it will take us just as long to catch the other Arcalis out there. And on that note, ladies and gentlemen, your boy Casanova is going to take a quick, quick break. I'm going to pour me another glass of wine because it's my birthday. And when I come back on block two, I have another very, very interesting article. And the title of this article is How R. Kelly Got Away With, with It. So your boy Casanova, the birthday boy, is coming back. Right back, 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 short, short, short. I'll be right back.
ladies and gents, once again, this is a boy Casanova from Orlando to Florida on this awesome international podcast, Good Wine and Great Laughs, season three, episode number 10, the second and final block of this awesome podcast. So ladies and gents, I feel like I say I found this article and this article was published on the New York Times and the author of this article is Kimberly Crenshaw and once again the title is How R. Kelly Got Away With, with It So and say right here that Miss Crenshaw, a law professor, it is an expert on civil rights and black feminist legal theory. She developed the concept of intersectionality, intersectionality in the ladies in the late 1980s. And the article goes as R. Kelly believed he could lie about his sexual predation and buried the allegations against him with an endless supply of cash, distractions, and legal legal maneuvering. For more than two decades, he was absolutely right. But this week, his victims finally found justice. In the 1990s, his marriage to a teenager was only a minor scandal and in 2002 a video of him having sex with an urinating on a 14 years old girl was widely consumed purely as entertainment and photo for comedy routines. It has been more than a decade since he was acquitted on charges of child pornography in connection with that video. Not because there was real doubt that he had abused a young girl, but because the jury chose not to believe the 14 witnesses, including her aunt, who came forward to identify her. This week, a jury in the Eastern District of New York convicted Mr. Kelly on eight counts of sex trafficking and one of racketeering. He is still awaiting trial on charges related to child, child pornography, obstruction of justice, and prostitution in Illinois and Minnesota. Certainly, this conviction is something of a milestone, but the sobering fact remains that it took a mountain of evidence accumulated from those of courageous women testifying to decades of abuse of, to make it remotely possible. And even this would not have happened without the tireless work of hashtag Kelly movement spearheaded by Kennedy Tisha Barnes and Oronike Odeli, the January, 9, January 2019 release of Dreams Hampton documentary Surviving R. Kelly and popular cultures, cultures broader reckoning with the pattern of sexual violence 
perpetrated by powerful men. In a just world, Mr. Kelly's conviction would herald a transforma transformative movement in the treatment of black women and girls in our society. This story would be able would be more than a once untouchable entertainers fall from grace. But if the interplay of racism and misogyny that facilitates the abuse of black women and girls continue to be taken for granted as background noise. The opportunity to correct the wider historical wrongs that his shameful saga represents will pass until we confront the full weight of black women's intersectional vulnerability, these crimes of commission and omission, omission will re remain indefensibly common. The long and arduous fights to hold Mr. Kelly accountable for the crimes he committed against black women and girls points to a broader cultural and legal consensus that enabled his predations. Mr. Kelly compiled a long roster of victims, not merely thanks to his celebrity and wealth, but also because he knew he could pray with impunity on a group of women who were exceptionally, exceptionally vulnerable, Mr. Kelly's victims were hiding in plain sight throughout his long and destructive tour of abuse for the simple reason that people in the overlapping worlds of entertainment, law, and media have been trained to see black girls and women as dispensable. It takes effort to bring Mr. Kelly to justice were either ineffective or non-existent until in Illinois, the Cook County State's attorney, Kim Fox, encouraged his victims to come forward and federal prosecutors in Brooklyn decided to frame his crime as racketeering enterprise under the RICO Act. But Mr. Kelly was the linchpin in a vast cultural conspiracy that went beyond his criminal racketeering. Millions of fans continued to underwrite his lifestyle, buying his music and attending his concert. Hundreds of people in Mr. Kelly's entourage facilitated his pattern of abuse. Artists and entertainment executives ignored it, and media covered for him. They saw these women and girls as little more than props who also, whose abuse helped build Mr. Kelly's sultry brand. This is not the first time or not will be the last that racism and misogyny have converged 
to create a monstrous intersectional failure. Almost 30 years ago, Anita Hill courageously testified that the Supreme Court nominee Clarice Thomas had sexually harassed her, only to be vilified and denounced by senators, pundits, and even a large part of African-American community. When Mr. Thomas dismissed her testimony as part of a high-tech lynching, he gave a generation of abused black men a convenient defense that they could use to justify the treatment of black women and girls. In 2018, quote-unquote, lynch, lynching found its way to the vocab vocabulary of those defending Bill Cosby. And three years later, Mr. Kelly's team invoked a similar defense to transform the victimizer into the victimized. In many of these cases, people simply discounted the testimony of black women, women and girls. As a white juror in Mr. Kelly's first case in 2018, put it in Miss Hampton's documentary, quote, I just didn't believe them, the women. I know it sounds ridiculous, the way they dress, the way they act, I didn't like them. I voted against it and I disregarded all of what they said. Ooh la la, ladies and gents. Now let's talk about my final thought on this situation. Number one, I would say that shame on all black men that were involved on R. Kelly Enterprise because if black life matters and that's one thing that I have a problem not with the movement but with us black people because all the things that happen the black people are killing by the cops and all the atrocity that has been happened that happened and has been happened with black people in this country historically from the slavery trade to the KKK and to the very lynching and all the atrocities that happened in Tulsa and many parts of the country. Tulsa, Oklahoma was not the first massacre of black people. I made an episode of that when you look at it. I talk about different other things that happened before and after Tulsa. But one thing that I need to address is us black people, how we treat each other. I see this on my job almost a daily part. Um, I see a black you know, professional being courteous and being nice with a black person, but unfortunately for no reason all of a sudden this black person give him or her worker an attitude for no reason. And I think too, in front of other in front of other white people. And that's the thing that pisses me off because if we can't respect each other as black people, so I cannot claim and cry about 
Black Lives Matter if we as a black people cannot respect each other and cannot show some decency instead come here with the attitude, snap fingers, nose, move your neck and cuss me out and of no no other reason. No. I can give an example of a situation that I had with me with another brother that he supposed to pay for some stuff but because he tried to sneak in and now when he got caught that I saw hey sir you need to pay for that now he got mad because he tried to be sneaky and then tried to cuss me out because you know you're wrong But instead, for you to do the right thing and pay for whatever fees and whatever that has to be done, now that all the employees did not catch you doing the wrong, no, the wrong thing, but now when he got caught, instead you take ownership of it because you're wrong, you're going to cuss me out, going to call all the names in the book, and I'm black and he's black. But what happened with life, Black Lives Matter? So that's my point. And for all the black men that worked on R. Kelly Entourage, and you saw what R. Kelly was doing with black women and black girls, you are such a disgraceful human being. Because what if R. Kelly was doing what he did with your mother, with your sister, with your daughters. You're going to be just quiet. You know, so that's that's a problem. That's a problem that needs to be addressed within us. Within us. That should be, you know, take care. That's number one. So number two, I have no sympathy for R. Kelly because... Right is right is wrong is wrong. I don't care if you're black, white, Asian, whatever race, ethnicity group you belong to. The way that I see situation and I judge different situations is related to what you're doing, if it's right or wrong, regardless. I don't care if you are my child. I don't care if you're my mother. I don't care if you're related to me. It doesn't matter. I'm not going to be participate and support something that's wrong just because you are my friend or you are related to me. And I discussed that when I was talking about now Brian Laundry's parent that I know for sure that he has they know something about where the, the whereabouts of his their children and what he has done. So I, I, I can't support that. You know, so that's one thing that we, you know, so I hope, I hope not just R. Kelly, because he's the main participant, but all the people that were involved and allowed him to prey on our sisters and our little girls. You know, we cannot move on in this country as black people If we do not take care of our own and be respectful of each other and also 
take care of each other. Even though, whatever, like I told you before, I travel all the time. I travel all the time. Monday to Friday, I'm somewhere out of Orlando. I'm at home on the weekends. That's why one of the reasons I have my podcast on the weekends. And also because even though I'm traveling, I'm doing my search of things that I want to discuss. And I think this is important to be discussed what, what R. Kelly did for men for a long time and how other people around him behave just because his money. And this is crazy, man. It, should, it, it is a shame. So we need to do better. You know, so we cannot, we, first of all, we cannot claim, I'm not saying, I'm, this is not an excuse that I'm giving to how white people or how the police treat black people, you know, whatever. They, what is wrong is wrong, period. But we cannot move forward and be mad of this situation and the thing that's going on in our community, we do not address the right way. So, that's the main thing that we should, we should do as black people. To be respectful, to be concerned about our own community first. Before go out there you know, and try to fight and, and, and fight in a good way. You know, and lift up our banners and do our protests and our march and all that against what the white people or other groups that try to cause harm to us. You know, wherever I go, and I'm, like I said, I'm traveling, now every time I see a black bro- a black man, I say, how are you doing, my brother? And if I see a, fe- a female, I say, how are you doing, my sister? You know, have a good day. Because even though I never saw your black ass in my life, we have a connection of the oppression and the wrongdoing that have been done to us. So, I'm being respectful to you, even though I never met, that's the first time I've seen your, your face in my entire life. It doesn't matter. I'm not going to be disrespectful to you. You know, I'm not going to be talking to you any kind of way. You know, so that's how we should treat each other first. So, that's, I think, is the most important thing for us to fix, you know, what's going on with all this situation. But you know what? I'm happy the R. Kelly got caught. I'm happy. And guess what? This is not over. It is not It's not over until the fat lady, fat lady sings. Because there's more coming to R. Kelly's ass. He's about to get it. Get it with no, <laughs> with no lube. He's coming. Because besides this conviction... Conviction, he still have some stuff going on in Illinois and other charges and civil. So R. Kelly is done. R. Kelly is done. Now, you may asking me, Casanova, are you still listening to his music? I may listen to in my house. <laughs> because now some music are good. You know, but I'm not going to be while I'm driving. I'm not going to listen to his music in my car because I want no problems. <laughs> you know, but am I going to buy any it's in the radio, if it's on the internet, or I can't go to no, I don't know. I as a matter of fact, I need to check if iHeartRadio or Pandora is still playing his music because normally when I'm driving, 
I like to listen to music like most of us, and I don't listen to the radio. I listen to, now I go to Pandora or iHeartRadio on my phone, connected to my Bluetooth in my car, and listen to whatever type of song I want to listen to. So, I, I said, as a matter of fact, I'm going to check that tomorrow when I drive around to see if they're still playing. Because, you know what? <clears throat> Our, all the, on the public and radio, and I think they, they should shut that down. I'm sorry, okay? You, you try to get away for so, for so long. Now, justice has come. And karma, I told that before. I'm going to say it one more time. Karma is a bitch. Whatever... You sow in this earth, you're gonna rip. Doesn't matter, doesn't matter how long it's take. Now, on the, on the same same token, there's a whole lot of predators right there that need to be caught. So, so please, like I say, keep the same energy. If we went after R. Kelly, there's a whole lot of celebrities right there that's being accused of abuse of humor, such as Donald Trump. They still have a lot of stuff there. The 16 women has come forward about his abuse. So I hope they keep the same energy because one rules and one size is now fits all. So let's keep the same energy and that mentality about all and catch all the spreader too. Now Epstein killed himself in jail because he was abusing. His girlfriend is still in jail. It's time for her to get it too. And whoever it is, I don't give a damn. Get them all. Get them all. They all need to be accountable for what he has done with no other females and his children and all that, man. This, this is crazy, man. Oh, my goodness. Oh, Lord Jesus. And that's it. On that note, your boy Casanova would like to thank all of you, ladies and gents, for listening to this awesome international podcast. Please keep sharing with all your friends and family. Good Wine and Great Life podcast is come all the way from the bottom and move straight to the top and into the number one spot. Feel free to visit my website, goodwinegreatlaps.wordpress.com. You can go to my Facebook page, Good Wine and Great Laughs podcast by Casanova. The comedian, you can go to my Instagram, Casting Over the Comedian, go see all the information about this podcast, each episode, and the one of the day on Instagram and on Facebook page. You have the picture of the wine that was talking about on this episode. So, ladies and gentlemen, I'm gonna finish my Saturday getting ready for some stuff. I'm going to dinner tonight to celebrate my birthday. I'm going to eat well. And I'm going to drink some great, awesome wine because it's my birthday, it's my day. So, you guys be safe out there. Please be safe. Please be kind and be blessed. Your boy Casanova is out of here and I'll see you next week. Thank you.